You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 3, Episode 94. Hey everyone, Andy here. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed a Sunday filled with football. Uh, if you're a Jets fan, I, like me and James, I feel sorry for you. Uh, if you're smart enough to be a Giants fan, uh, like James's wife, uh, then congratulations on uh, man. Just pull, you know, talk about uh, balls the size of the you know the Brooklyn Bridge uh, with the D ball going for. Uh, you know, the two point conversion, but, uh, you know, hell of a win by them. The jets continue to be a disappointment. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's probably good that I'm here by myself. Cause I'm sure James is probably apoplectic about, he's probably sick to his stomach about how once again, the jets are awful. Um, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, like I said, it's the NFL season is back, which is, uh, just means it's fall baby. We're here. We made it. Um, and yeah, that also means that the NH as of uh, this episode dropping today on Monday, literally, I think the NHL preseason is two weeks away. Uh, so, and even before that, you know, I think the Rangers are going to have a rookie scrimmage with the Flyers prospects, and you know, the players will be on ice for training camp. So, it's so close you can taste it. Uh, you know, the weather's the temperature slowly dropping down it's been going you know down and then a little bit up but then a little bit down a little bit up but you know we're we're you know knock on wood we're we've sailed past the 90 degree heat one would hope uh because yeah i'm i'm ready for the leaves changing i'm ready for chris pumpkin beers the, the whole nine yards there's nothing better than being able to wear a sweatshirt and be you know nice and comfortable or take it off and still be nice and comfortable that's literally the probably the best weather you can get year-round. So well, that's, just, that's just one man's opinion. But yeah, like I said, I'm ready for it. Before we talk about the rest of the things we want to talk about, we should probably start off with some Rangers-related news. Uh, and the King is finally returned home. Uh, the New York Rangers and Madison Square Garden announced that Henrik Lundqvist is going to serve in a role uh, newly created for him in business operations. Uh, it's... 
seems as nebulous and open-ended as it sounds. I think it's more of a, we, you know, thank you for everything you've done for us. We want to get you involved in any capacity we can just, you know, because it's mutually, A, mutually beneficial because Henrik has that New York City uh, star power. And, and, you know, I think you can uh, have him... uh, interface with celebrities and investors and big wigs and just the people and you know continue to do his charity work with the gardens of dreams foundation and uh yeah just again it's a win-win i mean you know he it's not going to he's going to continue doing his uh analyst duties for the msg networks which we're excited about because he did he killed it last year in his first year he was excellent i mean i don't know why you'd be surprised He's this, this guy is literally good at everything he's ever attempted. Uh, but yeah, he, I mean, and they wasted no time putting him to, you know, back to work last night. He was, uh, at the garden for the Harry Styles concert, hanging out with John Bon Jovi. So, you know, I, I guess again, Lord knows what, uh, his job is, but it's, I guess it's just to hang around the garden and just kind of interface with people and, uh, just, yeah, use his star power to, I don't know, just, uh, improve the working and business relationships of, uh, the people that are involved with Madison Square Garden. So, I mean, I guess it's a no brainer. And like you said, that, you know, for basically for all he's done for, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden, uh, the company, not just the, you know, the, the fans and the Rangers, but literally the, the arena, the amount of revenue he's put that arena, you know, in his, uh, tenure here is, yeah, uh, it's a no brainer. So happy for him. Uh, a bunch of, uh, saw a bunch of him and, and a bunch of players have been taken in the U S open over the last few uh, days, which, yeah, it's kind of one of the perks, right. Of being a, a New York Ranger is that you can get tickets to these things. And that's why, you know, you, you have you know, James and I before have spoken about do the Rangers have a competitive advantage when it comes to landing free agents? And I guess it would depend. I mean, obviously, they definitely do over some other teams. And I mean, this is just one of the things is that if you if you're, you know, if you're a player who's played in a small market their entire career and all of a sudden it's like, hey, do you want to play for the Rangers? And you're like, well, if I want tickets to the U.S. Open, they'll get it to me. If I want to see concerts at Mass Square Garden, they'll just let me go. They'll just comp me tickets. You know what I mean? If I want reservations to the nicest restaurant in New York City, uh, done. You know, one phone call. Whereas, you know, there are some places that even if you're like, hey, I'm with the whatever. I, uh, you know, I'm with the Vancouver Canucks. We're playing the Rangers. It's like, yeah, sorry, it's still a half an hour wait, you know, or, or, or sorry, we're all full up. So, yeah, they definitely do have a... Uh, competitive advantage in that end and it's cool to see the players take advantage of it because that what's the point right you know if you're going to play for the rangers you might as well yeah you might as well uh style and profile and make yourself public right so that's cool uh but speaking of things that are not cool and i do really regret that james isn't here for this because i'm sure you get a load out of this um so former nhl Head coach Bob Hartley was interviewed for, I don't know, I have no, honestly, I have, uh, I don't know, a radio hit in Montreal discussing the career of Carey Price, uh, and during said discussion, and given that everything that's happening with Carey Price and his injury issues and the fact that he might not 
that he might have to retire. He might not be able to play this season. Um, uh, Hartley made a comment uh, saying that although he would never admit it, Chris Kreider has uh, put the brakes on Carey Price's career. Um, I assume the insinuation being because of when Chris Kreider uh, collided with Carey Price during the uh, 2014 Cup run uh, and uh, Price got injured, that that was the first in a string of injuries that have played uh, Carey Price throughout his playing career, and that, oh God, what would have been uh, if that didn't happen? First of all, I mean, this is a Rangers podcast, so I, I'm, I don't have to... I'm sure I don't have to relitigate what happened to uh, the people listening to this podcast or Rangers fans. But if you happen to be listening and you're not a Rangers fan, or even better, if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, which I don't know why you would, but hey, welcome aboard. Um, listen, at this point, there is so much video footage uh, slowed down. It, uh, you, 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 in sequence, you see Alexi Emelin uh, to set the scene. Kreider is on a breakaway towards Carey Price in the playoffs. Uh, he is being chased down by Alexi Emelin, at the time uh, Montreal defenseman. Emelin dives and literally takes his stick from the side and tries to get in front of Kreider skates. As you slow it down, you literally see his stick flex against Kreider's shins in slow motion. That's how much force uh, he swept Kreider's feet with. Kreider then gets off balance. And literally, his, his skates kind of come out from under him. And then, because I've seen Montreal fans say either, you know, he meant to take him out or injure him or, or slide into him or you know, I don't know, like, he realized, well, you know, yes, Emlyn did do that to his feet, but then he realized if he was going to lose control, he, like, chose to lose his footing to slide into Price to hurt him. It's just, it's horseshit. It's just, it's a, it's complete fabrication. It's complete, it's, it's obviously a very unfortunate thing that happened. And I'm, honestly, I'm sure Chris Kreider felt awful, you know, because it's a shitty thing that happened. You don't want it to happen, but... At, at, at the very worst, you could say it was accidental, but I just don't, it's just, I think it's like it was accidental on the part of, it was, I think it was just a, a, a shitty sequence. I just think he's in on a, a you know, I think if he, I, he wish he could keep his footing because he probably would get a good shot on goal to score a fucking goal in the playoffs. That's what I don't understand, too, with all these you know, fans are like, oh, we meant to take him out. He's like, yeah, no, I think he was trying to score a goddamn goal, you fucking idiots. So, but I digress. I'm getting hot already. And again, I wish James was here because, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it was just a unfortunate sequence of events. Uh, Emlyn tries to catch up to him, dives, swings his stick in front of Kreider's shins, it hits him, and then Kreider's feet come out from under him and forward, and he kind of careens into price and net. And it sucks, and it's unfortunate. And if that is one of the things that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, unfortunately, hockey is a, uh, is a fast game, and things happen. And there's a lot of players have had nagging injuries from, from singular events in their career. And it just sucks. But uh, to, 
to put lay that in the feet of Chris Kreider, I think is is fucking bullshit. I really do. And you know, I don't know. Bob Hartley, I assume, is what he's still coaching in the KHL. So I don't know if this is. Yeah, I don't even know what connection Bob. I, I, I well, maybe Bob. Uh, I assume he's at some point coached Carey Price for some. I don't know some Canadian. Uh, I'm sure like World Cup team or something, right? Regardless, I thought it was an unnecessary comment. Um, you could even say, you know, unfortunately, you that the uh, the collision with Chris Kreider took him out, but it's basically blaming it on Kreider and putting it at his feet, and just to make a comment like that. But yeah, I don't know. I I didn't like it. I you know, but whatever. I mean, Montreal fans still haven't let it go to this day. Um, you know, we'll see if Penguins fans are able to let go the the Truba elbow to Crosby or whatever, you know? So, I mean, it happens. I guess fans are passionate. They hold grudges. Uh, now I'm trying to think if, do I hold any grudges for something? I mean, I do, you know, in fairness, I do, I hold a, although I think it was legitimate, like I clearly obviously hold a grudge against Dion Phaneuf for the hit on, that ended Michael Sauer's career. That I hold a grudge for. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of other things I hold a grudge for. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I think we, what, when they played Tampa earlier, Maroon kind of tried to, you know, put some contact on Shesterkin behind the net. That kind of pissed me off, but I, what, again, if I see Maroon now, I'm not going to, it's not like extra ire, I guess, because he didn't get hurt. I, I guess that would have been different. Um. Uh, yeah. Who was it in Dallas a few years ago that just absolutely laid out Hank behind the net? Was it Cody Eakin? It might have been Cody Eakin. I don't know. Uh, I guess it didn't really affect his career. That's the thing, I guess. The only one that really I was furious about was Sauer, and hence, you know, hated Phaneuf ever since. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, hockey is a fast and fortunate game, and uh, things happen, but yeah, again, I think it's bullshit to put that on Chris Kreider's feet. Um, at Chris Kreider's feet, excuse me. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1... Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So full disclosure, I'm a little bit of a freak when it comes to audio. Uh, I guess you could say a bit of an audiophile, if you will. Uh, I listen to a lot of music, a lot of podcasts, uh, other than my own, obviously. I do a lot of editing of my own podcast, and I also do a lot of audio editing. So just listening to music is a huge part of my life. And lately, it's been amazing. And do you know why? because I'm using my Raycon wireless earbuds to do all of it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. 
They have optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, and they're so comfortable, they will not budge. Trust me, whether I'm riding my exercise bike while editing or watching TV or going out for a run or, you know, sitting on the subway as it's uh, just banging around, they do not fall out of my ears. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life, uh, which is a long time compared to some other uh, competitors, trust me. And they're priced just right. You get quality audio for half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's uh, pretty much no wonder that Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Uh, for me personally, like I mentioned, I'm an audiophile, so I like to tweak things. So their customizable sound profiles are perfect for me. The fact that they have noise isolation is also perfect because, like I said, I'm sitting on the subway. Other people are blasting music off of their phone or a boombox. They do not have Raycon wireless earbuds. They should probably get some. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter for me. I see the light and I have the noise isolation mode to keep me their music out of my head and only whatever I'm listening to in my ears. If you go to buyraycon.com slash THPN, today you can get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. So what are you waiting for? They are sound amazing. They are very affordable. And they're everything you could ever want in a wireless earbud. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. Get 15% off of your Raycon order. We are finally close enough to the regular season that uh, the PTOs are starting to bubble up, uh, you know, on the, uh, uh, I guess, into uh, the, the old waiver wire or whatever you want to call it, just into, uh, yeah, just into announcements heading into camp. Obviously, teams trying to make moves during the summer and they have their PTOs ready for camp and just guys who are hoping to get signed somewhere and then it doesn't happen and now they're either forced to sign a PTO. Uh, and yeah, obviously, there's been a lot of names linked to every team, including the Rangers. Um, we now know Jimmy VC assigned a PTO with the Rangers, um, which is interesting and honestly should be its own topic that James and I address, but I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit in a minute here. But yeah, I mean, just today announced uh, Cody Eakin uh, signs a, a PTO with uh, the Calgary Flames. Uh, Nathan Beaulieu, who was linked to the Rangers, and I was like, oh, God, please, no. Uh, luckily, signs up PTO with the Anaheim Ducks, uh, so that's good. Scott Harrington signed a PTO with the San Jose Sharks. Um, Zach Aston reese signed a PTO with uh, the Maple Leafs. I like that one. I think that's that was actually a smart one. Oh, and Calvin DeHaan, who's actually pretty still pretty good, signed a PTO with the Hurricanes because the Hurricanes have a, you know, a good analytics department that looks for this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of notable names, though, who don't have homes yet. I mean, uh, you know, Sonny Milano, who was pretty good in uh, in Anaheim last year, has still not signed with a team. Um, uh, obviously, James, I've been talking about it, as is the rest of the Rangers fans. Tyler Mott is still not signed anywhere, so who knows what's going on there. Uh, excuse me, I just knocked everything off my desk. Uh, who knows if... Chris Drury has told him to stand pat while they try to make some room for him or just if he's just priced him out and you know he's and I think those are the type of players that are fortunately have really been squeezed out with the uh the just the hard cap and just the fact that the uh we haven't seen a cap increase in a you know the 
this cap ceiling being kind of stunted by the pandemic uh, in the past few seasons has really hurt basically that the bottom six player in the NHL because it's either if you're I guess it's one thing if you want to make league minimum which is great but there's guys like Tyler Mott who they don't score enough to be considered a top nine player but they're also better or at least top six player anyway but they are clearly they bring a lot to a bottom six and more than maybe your average fourth liner or hell even third liner because they can usually you know kill penalties and they have some yeah they, they're you can place them throughout their lineup in a pinch and they work but these guys unfortunately it's like you know at the end of the day you pay for production first and foremost and even if they're good defensively or they're low event guys but you know are great pkers or any of that they just uh they've been clearly just priced out of the market which really sucks you know so uh but yeah so hopefully some of these guys will find homes hopefully the rangers can who knows maybe they can get a have a shrewd uh pto signing here i mean vc is obviously interesting because former ranger had his most success professional success with the rangers although granted they were playing him minutes he probably should not have been playing um but you know he actually was seemed the numbers seemed to indicate that he was pretty serviceable last year for the devils just in a you know a basically a fourth line uh pk he's very good on the pk for them he's basically defensive you know fourth line bottom six forward at this point uh which is never too bad to have. So, yeah, you stick him in camp and you hope he can win a spot. Um, who knows? I mean, every, everyone famously talks about how when he was with the Maple Leafs uh, a couple of seasons ago, he was they had their road to whatever documentary. And uh, I believe, I don't know if it was Shanahan or, or Dubas basically said, like, you need to figure out what type of player you are. And VC kind of balked at it because he, I think, I think there's been this disconnect where he still sees himself as the the Hobie Baker winner who teams were literally tripping over themselves to try to uh, win the Jimmy VC sweepstakes because he was going to help their franchise. And, you know, now he's having a hard time holding down a job in the, the NHL. So I think they're trying to say you have to do things that you didn't think you'd have to do to be effective and stick in a lineup, like play four check more and play with more jam and be playing on the right side of the puck and just have more grit or whatever. You know, he's a bigger guy and he's, you know, he's a, pretty okay he's a decent skater he's got decent wheels but but yeah just basically play with an el- an element that he was lacking not just being so patient and hoping for offense to come you know so um yeah we'll see um yeah uh you know another thing James and I didn't get to talk about is obviously well actually no that's not true we, t- we spoke about it a little bit uh the last time we were together on the podcast but we you know, we James basically went into uh, Tim Stutzla uh, and uh, Kirby Doc's new contracts, and obviously, what the as a Rangers fan, you're like, well, what does this mean for Kako and Lafreniere? You have two third overall players, uh, Doc taking third overall behind Kako and Hughes in their draft, and then uh, Stutzla taking thir- taking third overall behind Byfield and Lafreniere in his draft. So, uh, and yeah, they've. You know, similarly, it's been, I think they're, if you look at their trajectories, they're, they're similar-ish to both players. Uh, I mean, as far as Doc goes, Kako, both have struggled to produce, but 
Lukaku, at the very least, has become a very good defensive forward. Uh, granted, Chicago has been a tire fire, so Doc has been asked to do probably more than he should there, and it just hasn't worked out and hasn't been the best atmosphere to have support in, which is fair. I, I understand. I, to my understanding, is he, he hasn't really played with Patrick Kane too much. So, um, And then as far as Stutzla goes, I mean, he was definitely better last year, and you can see offensively there is a lot of juice there. Um, so, yeah, but in Lafreniere, who at least was struggling to produce really – seemed to pick it up towards the tail end of the season and then was money in the playoffs and was excellent, you know? So, uh, yeah, it seems like there's similar upswings. I mean, you also, as far as the contracts go, I mean, Stutzla gets the, uh, the bet <laughs> at, you know, 8.35 for eight years, whereas Doc kind of gets, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, if, if I'm being honest. You know, he gets uh, three... Three million three six two for four years. So, yeah, I mean that's a contract that either if uh, things if the ship turns around on Doc really quick under Marty St. Louis, who really helped Cole Caulfield kind of get past some of the trouble he was having acclimating to the National Hockey League, at least offensively. Then yeah, he's probably going to be pissed because he's got he'll probably have another. if he had waited or bridged, he could have got paid much sooner. And then he's going to be, you know, this four seasons. So, so which would be good for the team. But at the same time, I guess if it doesn't work out, it's not, it's not like you made the crazy bet on him. Right. Meanwhile, Stutzla has shown more. So I think honestly, it's a fair, it's a, yeah, it's definitely a lot of money, but it's those, I think the shrewd teams are the ones that make these gambles and hope they, you know, they say, look, it looks like we got a guy with elite tools. Who's just, slowly putting it together. And I mean, if you've seen the way Stutzla passes the puck and skates, you know, I think you just think he's good. He's going to pop eventually, especially with how good it's looking. Ottawa is going to be, um, talk about an overhaul over the summer. So he'll, he'll have uh, help now, you know, with players like Debrinket and uh, Giroux around there's, there's more talent infusing that lineup just up and down it too. So, yeah, uh, it's a smart bet because, honestly, you look at the going rates for some of the elite players and the way the cap's going, especially if the cap is going to jump up. They're trying to get out ahead of it. And uh, I saw a tweet on Cap Friendly basically saying Ottawa locked up their basically their core for like the next five years plus. They have Stutzla at 8.35. Uh, they have Kachuk kind of like right under that at 8.2 or something. Shabbat, I think, makes $8 million. Then Josh Norris is under that at 7.9. And... Drake Batherson, I think, makes close to five. Probably makes like four point something, eight or nine or whatever. But listen, I mean, if that's what you think your core is, they basically locked them in for good numbers. Um, and then if they are good, then they will have money to play with to to go after, to maybe land some of the, the, the big fish UFA who's out there, you know? So... Good for you know, good for them. But that's that's if it works, you know, because again, the the one caveat is, uh, yeah, you're paying someone for future performance, which isn't always a guaranteed thing. So we'll see. But listen, they they're gambling on their guys, and it it seems like most of them are have really they have listen they have potential. I mean, Shabbat is already a an underrated player in this league. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what the smart teams do. Meanwhile, the New York Rangers, uh, they pay their 
older players or incoming UFAs, whatever they want, and then they play hardball with their young players who are trying to establish themselves, where they probably save themselves a lot of a headache if they would just sometimes gamble, right? Because now, if you look at the amount of available cap space, uh, right this season, there is none. So Alexi Lafreniere and Keandre Miller will need um, new contracts next season. And you probably have to bridge him now. Because you know, unless you somehow clear enough salary for the two of them, because I'll tell you what, uh, if you if you bridge Alexi Lafreniere and pay Keandre Miller, or vice versa, the other player will not be happy because they'll say, "What the fuck?" Like you told me you didn't have cap space, but I saw Laugh got this contract or, or Key got this contract, or at least that's what their agents will be saying. Uh, so yeah, they basically put themselves in this own situation, although it's kind of also the cost of like trying to be competitive team now, but I don't know, you know, they named, just named Truba captain. So the odds of them moving him out look slim, slimmer. So do they move on from Chris Kreider this summer? Do they move on from Ryan Lindgren this summer? Do this coming, and I say this coming summer, do they make an uncomfortable choice and try to deal Panarin. I don't know. Where are they going to get all this money? Like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. You know, you might see a, a big changeover um, this coming summer. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see because obviously you want it to be a tough decision because that means Laugh finally is becoming – the player that Ranger fans expected him to, and Keandre Miller has really arrived, you know, in this league. So um, Rangers luckily do have some, still have young players in their pipeline because they're going to need all the cheap production they can get. You know, they'll have uh, Zach Jones coming in making league minimum. They'll have, they'll still have Schneider making league minimum. Um, you know, if, if he breaks out, he's basically going to price himself out of town, right? Um they just signed <laughs> Vinny Trocek for all this money. So it's just, you know, I, you have to hope that, uh, that Chris Drury has a plan or the, whatever, whoever their capologist is, is coming up with creative ways and what, how they can make it work or at least make it fit without cutting off too many of their, uh, their own limbs, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean, oh boy, it's, uh, it's, it's looking tight. So we'll see, we'll see what he's got up his sleeve. And uh, the last bit of New York Rangers-related news uh, over the weekend, uh, uh, the Rangers' lovable uh, resident enforcer, Ryan Reeves, Revo, uh, Big Revo, was uh, seen partying uh, with a, how do I describe this man, Uh, uh, a uh, Rolex-wearing, diamond-ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine ride, and jet flying, son of a gun. That's right. The nature boy, Ric Flair, and Ryan Reeves were hanging out uh, over the weekend. Uh, on his official Twitter account, Rick posted a video of him uh, and Revo just signature woos, getting thrown about, talking about how Ryan Reeves is the baddest man, uh, you know, on the planet or in hockey or whatever. And Revo is loving it. He's thrown out woos too. So uh, definitely a crossover I didn't expect to see, but I was obviously happy to as a uh, a lifelong wrestling fan and, uh, you know, lover of the New York Rangers. It, it's always great to see those two worlds collide. So I just thought that was very funny. 
Reeves looked like he was loving it. And I mean, who wouldn't want a shout out from uh, the Nature Boy, right? So who just had his, uh, uh, technically his last match, we shall see. Um, you know, with, with Rick, you never know. He might, he might do it again. But keeping this one short, I hope everyone uh, is enjoying football being back, uh, you know, enjoying their baseball teams being uh, in dogfights to stay wherever they're at in, the, in their respective divisions. Uh, the Mets are currently uh, basically drag racing for first place between with the Braves, so we'll see how that ends up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the from the time I'm recording this uh, on Sunday, the regular season is literally a month away. It is Henrik Lundqvist days away. Um, that's called going full circle, uh, in the business. Uh, so yeah, man, it's, it's super exciting. Uh, we're super excited here at the Broadway boys podcast and the hockey podcast network to welcome Raycon as one of our new sponsors and, uh, all the great things we have going on with DraftKings. Remember you can use promo code THPN at both, uh, RayconGlobal.com and, uh, at DraftKings for, uh, we have do monthly promotions, so those promo codes should always turn up something good. Uh, you can go to our official Twitter account for more detail. And I think the most exciting thing for us here at the Brio Boys podcast is come the uh, first uh, game one and the start of the, the regular season. That's uh, That will be season four for us as we also start anew, just like the New York Rangers. So we're really excited. We're gearing up here. We're getting our pad strapped on and we are getting ready so we hope you all are too thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at broadway boys pod and please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify soundcloud or the hockey podcast network.com you're listening to the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey Podnet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.